Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Did you know I've had my podcast for 15 years? Do you know that it is the most downloaded sports podcast of all time? Did you know I have guests from the sports world, from the culture world, people who work for The Ringer, people outside The Ringer, celebrities, experts, you name it. It's on my podcast three times a week, late Sunday night, late Tuesday night, late Thursday night, the Bill Simmons podcast. Check it out on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Go Eagles, man. Go Eagles. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to Wright's House. Hope you are all safe and well. Today, we're going to talk about the Women's World Cup draw, Unai Emery being named Aston Villa manager, plus some love for Fulham and flowers for Kepa. And my guests are Flo Lloyd Hughes and Musa Kwonga. Yes, yes. Ian, did you see the Phillies are in the World Series? I saw, yeah, because like, obviously going to Philly the other day, I've got to say, everybody's talking about my Philly, like, oh, why are you wearing a Philly top? And I support, I, I support the Philadelphia Eagles. I've got a t-shirt of the Phillies, but I'm yes, not as, there you go. I'm not as not, in as the Philadelphia ultra. Eagles because the Philadelphia Eagles is because of Vince, Vince Begali and the film Invincible. You need to watch the film Invincible. It's mm. the greatest, it's the greatest underdog story I've ever seen in anything, apart from maybe Kurt Warner. Oh Yeah. That is an amazing story, Kurt Warner. We'll talk about that one another time. But I was telling everybody in Philly who would listen that that's why I support the Philadelphia Eagles because they, they'd done tryouts. They were going through a bad time, 70s. They'd done tryouts. And a guy called Vince Pagali, who came off the streets, went for the tryout, got into the Philadelphia Eagles, got to play for them, and he scores a try in the film and everything. It's just like a I touched story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I'm an Eagle fan. That's why I say, go birds, go birds! That's such a good name. You just don't. You just don't get names like what, that. Vince Pagali in, in the UK. Yeah, Vince Pagali, man. Vince That's such a good, like you know, rags to riches it's name. A brilliant name. I think like it sounds that. more epic because it's America as well. And America you know what? Yeah. Have you guys? Has, have yeah. you been to Philadelphia? Any of you? I have no, for like no. two days. My God, once. it's a real place, bro. Yeah, you know, it's like you drive around. It's like I remember. It reminds me of when I, when I was younger, my my old area, like Brockley, South East London, Crofton Park, and that. It was amazing. 
When you are amongst that many fans, um, and I think it's because of my experience here in England, you're not, you're not really amongst those kind of fans, but when you're amongst other fans, you're very anxious. I, I was, you, you feel anxiety and anxiousness. Mm. And I'm not joking. There was not one time amongst those two days where I felt any anxiety with Tottenham, West Ham, Chelsea, Man United, Man City, Liverpool, Leeds, that not one fan caused me mm. any anxiety. It was, wow. it was, like I said, I said it in, on, um, I think I posted it. It's like being in a utopian football world. Wow. It was like, it was, everybody was just glad to be there. Everybody just loved everybody. It was just like Chelsea fans were there, Tottenham fans were there, Arsenal fans were there, Liverpool fans were there, um, Man City fans, and everybody got on. They just watched their game. They cheered for their team. But these fans were a joy to be amongst. A joy. Wow. You can walk through. People wanted to take photos, wanted to tell you about the story when they watched you or when they, that your dad, their dad watched you or this and that, why they supported Arsenal, when they used to, what they used to hate. All the stories that you could just, when they're telling you, you feel like, okay, I'm getting it from a place of real love. Um, the kind of, the kind of like stories they were telling. And it felt amazing. I could have stayed there for a month. No problem. <laughs> no wow. problem. You know, it was, it was, it was brilliant. The, the fan parks, the fan fest, the mornings live Premier League thing, what they do alongside Barclays, Barclays was, was, it's brilliant. It's a fantastic idea for them because they get a real sense of being amongst the, the American fans who didn't realise how much these people go through to watch their team. Mm. wherever time it is. Zones. Yeah, the time zones. I think yeah. they've done well with the time zones because it kind of kicks in over there between 7 and 10, 30, 11, that kind of time. So kind of works for them, but they will do anything to get to watch the game. They'll go anywhere in that. It was amazing. That was just my first trip. Wow, it's lucky for some. Step one, baby. Can step I tell, one. Can I tell you about so step mate, two? A, yeah, please. Yeah, please. let's go. So step two, I came back to England. I just quickly went, boom, Wham, chick, chick, you know. Oh, you came back in between. I wasn't yeah. sure if you went straight to no, Auckland. No, I didn't go straight to Auckland because no, wow. I've done that whistle stop thing where you come in, bam, put the bags down, boom, bang, chick, put some change of clothes, slam the door, <laughs> back in the car, shoom, go on the airport, <laughs> on the plane. Why didn't you make, what, Ian, why didn't you make a TikTok of this? Um, you need to know that I, this slam, bam, think, thank you, ma'am situation went down. I think, I, I think it's down. done. I think, I think it's on there. I think, okay. I'm not sure. I remember seeing some stuff, but then all of a sudden, I'm on a flight, 20, 22 hours, I don't know what it was, I kind of lost count of it, to New Zealand for the, wo the Women's World Cup draw, which was amazing. And I, oh my gosh, we're going to do a, a, um, we're gonna have to do something in one of the podcasts, guys, because I had some real good sit-down time with Jeremy and, and Gilberta Silva talking about elite football and elite players and, what you, and coaching, and it was unbelievable. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. FIFA, obviously, it's very finicky, especially doing the balls and you have to screw it off and you have to hold it at, at a certain yeah. height and you can't show, have anything where people can't see. You can't put your hands behind your back or mm. in your pockets because there are people saying that. And I got a lot of stick for not for, you're meant to put your hand in the bowl, you know, when you stir it, then you're meant yeah. to look up like this and yeah. then not look back in and then go and pick one. But I kept looking in the bowl. <laughs> but at the same time, I can't fucking see anything in the ball. It's just all the balls right. are, you know, it's not like, oh, that yeah. one. So it doesn't make any difference, but apparently only me and Jeremy were the ones that did. And Gilberto Silva done it perfectly. Are you going to get blamed for the draw then? Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, is the whole draw now no. has to be redone no, it doesn't have to be redone because, because it's all the 
<laughs> Compromise. Drama. <laughs> you know, the Avengers, we need to get the fucking Avengers to save the world. <laughs> and, um, you know, but then anyway, it was done and it was brilliant. And then can I just tell you the, the nightmare of all nightmares, why it made me really nervous is because, so you're getting ready. So they're getting ready to call the name. So that one goes out from that side of the stage and this one from that side. That, so I'm the third one from my side of the stage. And as they go, and for 33 caps in England, they're big advocate for the women's game. Ian Wright, the guy's coming to change my battery. I was like, ah, ah, ah. And so then what happens is, can you, you, you hear the claps, yay. And then the claps died down <laughs> and I still hadn't gone out there yet. And then so oh um, Amanda Davis, who was presented with Carly Lloyd, they were looking like, oh God, making a big entrance. And it was like, no, as I was walking on, I actually said to them, no, I wasn't making a big entrance. <laughs> It was the, the, the New Zealand prime minister was there. The, the Infantino was there. Fatu, everyone was there looking like, what, what are you doing? And I just had to say, no, it, the guy just came to change my mic. It wasn't me, I swear. Just to finish the story off, it wasn't even my mic. Oh. Yeah, it was quite nerve wracking. But in to be honest with you, yeah. Yeah, go on. They, they, shouldn't, they, shouldn't use, they shouldn't use balls. What should they do? They should just use like... Chips with numbers on you just put your hand into like like Scrabble chips. They put your hand in a bag and draw them out and drop them in. It shouldn't be a thing like because I've noticed the amount of times. Was it our Shavin or the other time? Yeah. One of those people struggling to get that. I can't either our Shavin or someone oh, else. Get it open. Struggling get the to little open thing, it. Yeah. And it was a nightmare to open it. And if you get, you know, you're stressed out under the lights, you get sweaty fingers and all yeah. this yeah, stuff. Yeah, but Musa Musa yeah. is someone who's definitely cheated pulling tiles out of Scrabble, then I would Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, my God. You can feel. There you she is. You can feel. There you she can is. feel the little thing. Well, how about this, You'll be embossed. selected. Yeah. No, but you won't be selected. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, there's tests for that. There's True. tests for people like you to vet. There's, 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 there's screening you out. No, it's because I played, used to play against my mum. My mum's really good with words and I needed to get an oh, upper hand. You cheated the person that brought you into this I'm, world. I'm, the honestly, person I'm that brought even, you into this. I'm not, hey, I'm not sometimes, you need, sometimes you need to do that to your parents. You just I'm not angry. We're, 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 we're living in a time of wolves. We're living in a land of wolves. We're living in a land of wolves. We are, here. but she, that's a very disappointing to hear that, Flo. But I'm glad that you're, you're confident to, to, to say that on here and come out and tell us that you're a cheat. In the safe space. Yeah, Look, it's a safe space. I know. I don't feel safe to be I can sleep well at night that I know I'm not the only one in Wrighty's house who's cheated at a board game. That's what I can. I, I feel true. like I can put a hand on my heart and say I will not be the first and I won't be the last. I'm, oh my I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> what do you think of the draw, Flo? I was quite happy with it. I don't think there could have been a better result for England. Mm. I think they could have potentially got a, a, a weaker second seed team than Denmark yeah. but really but we, they dodged a couple of bullets there they could have got Holland um, no. I was I was no, pretty chuffed I, with I, it I, I think China with, I is beatable, yeah, China's beatable. Uh, and, and the playoff one of those playoff teams is certainly beatable and in terms of travel and only, yeah, timings one, and everything hour and a half I think is our longest yeah, and then if they win the group, they'll play a knockout game in Brisbane and then it'll be hopefully Sydney all the way through, baby. Mm. So I think it's pretty solid. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy with that draw. I thought that you, could have, you could have been in New Zealand. That mm. would be the only option is try and be in New Zealand the whole time. But I also think for fans, this is a good draw. So I think it's kind of the best of both worlds. I think worlds. that Alexi Lalas put a bit of pressure on um, the, the USA team in the way he was saying about the three-peat and they've done it before. And yes, Yeah, that was, in, that was intense. It was quite <laughs> intense. And that's why when I done my, my little bit at the end, talking about England and, and where we are and where we're coming from in this group and showing respect to the other group, I had to say to him, you know, we've come up against the best and we've beaten the best. And I kind of said yes. that in his, because, you know, we, when it's the World Cup, 
And people yeah. people are going to go an extra 25%, 30%, and they're playing against England. It's not going to be, it's not going to be easy, even like with Denmark. And we know that Peniel Hard is their main player, but at the same time, people raise the, this is the World Cup. So I thought that he was... Mm. For a disrespects team. the competition. Yeah, it dis- I actually don't like. It. I don't like. You didn't it. like it, Moose. The but the thing is, what I didn't like is is the way that you look at that American side. And we know that they're very good, but they're going through transition. I think yes. he needed to. I think that the, the USA manager w- would have been sitting there thinking, "Oh, really, man? Really? Wind your neck in a bit. Yeah, it's a too much." Also, yeah. It, yeah. you know what the draw also brought up is that it looks like it will probably lead to if all things kind of go the way that they might be predicted is that it could lead to an England USA wow. final, which is obviously what it's what most I think most neutrals want. It's what England fans want. It's what what USA fans I don't want. want. That. I'd but, want. I just want to beat them but, again. But 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 it also points to perhaps a Germany quarterfinal yes, for England, exactly which will be to. tough. And let's yeah. not think of France. You know, with France, let's. So they could be out before the semis even at, come around. At some stage, France are going to click and get it together. So we need to, we need to, we need well, to keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah but Kareem Diacre was in Auckland, still looking like a James, James Bond, Bond villain. villain. I can't. And the Spanish, He's so scary. The, the Spanish guy saw the the Spanish ma- manager Vilda there. He was um looking like, yeah, I'm cool. Very lucky. Yeah, I've dodged. I've swerved it. I've dodged it. I'm, you know I'm cool, bro. I don't like that at all. Do you know, I must say, I, what I do like is Group B: Australia, Republic of Ireland. Yes, what a great Nigeria, game for Republic Canada. of Ireland. That's a that great group. Tasty. That's tasty. Because Ireland not for came Republic in, of like, Ireland, not for Republic of Ireland, but it's a great group for them to be in the first. I think, the game. I think they could make some points. They've, yeah, they've, why nicked, not? they've beaten Australia before. They can. Australia are so all over the place. I think yeah, Ireland this could is in their sneak home, through. This is in their home That's country. The I know, it's a different but vibes. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if there's enough time for them. I don't think there's enough depth in their talent pool, unfortunately, especially in defence. I just don't think there's enough time for them to develop what they need to develop in time for this home tournament. Can I have a hot take? Go on. I yeah. think that actually whoever, I think Nigeria and Canada should be really happy with that group because it's tough. And I think coming out of it, you'll be battle hardened early in a tournament. You know, you look at like England and mm. they had, they got worked by Austria and people then realised how good Austria were later in the tournament, right? I think there's a similar thing going to go on in this group, maybe for Nigeria or Canada, where you'll get a strong examination because you, you don't want to come out cold into the second round in, in, a, in a World Cup. I know it's getting out of the group. You, you need to have your tests, I think, fairly early at some point. But they've got a yeah. few players, Australia, like Rasso and Caitlin Ford and Sam Kerr. And they're all in and around that nice age. Of it's yeah. just, it's the defence. Mm. It's the defence. It's just, yeah. they've got good attacking players. They just can't keep clean sheets to save their lives. Like, right. they're just messy. One of the guys in Spain Federation, and I'm speaking to him and he's speaking about everything that's going on without speaking about it. You understand? Mm. Yeah. And, you know, the manager is very confident. You could see, I saw him. I saw him. I thought, for a guy who's 15 players have just said they don't want to play for you, you seem very confident with everything that's going on. We need to find out what's going on deep with Spain, but I think mm. it would be the biggest tragedy if Spain, those players don't get to play for Spain. And I'm hearing that the Federation have said, you lot have to apologise. Come and apologise to the manager before you can play again. And these girls are adamant they're not going to apologise. Something's going to have to give before next year because I think that they're going to miss an unbelievable opportunity, Spain. I can't believe actually, well, I can, I can believe it, but I'm, I'm still appalled that they're backing the coach over the players. It doesn't surprise me because mm. the way that hierarchy football works, but I'm still, it's mm. still pretty and shocking. And also the, this is why I don't know. The, the, yeah. 
the, the history of that federation, that federation has previous. It's not the first time, you know, players have had to fight right. back against that yeah. federation. So I think it's, it's, awful. it's I think not it's, surprising. Mm. But they, they should, they, they, they're shooting themselves in the, fe- in the mm. foot because this is a, a generation that can be really successful. And there's not enough time if they wait. And it, look, it looks like, Musa, like you said, they're going to back him. It looks like mm. they're not going to back down. So it is going to be another generation, yet another World Cup that passes them by because of this, like something's got to give. I think from the players' side, I think they've been quite transparent with saying that they don't like this. They just want they want better. They want like the standards aren't good enough. Mm. It's not just it's not just him. It's the federation they also want wow. to change. It's the the support they're being provided. It's the commitment from the federation. Like what they want to establish and make clear to the outside world is look at the setup of the US and England. Mm. We aren't getting that. And that's not good enough. We want to win tournaments. And it's not just a Vilder problem. It's the whole federation. It's the support system around us. And that's not enabling us to be top, top, top class athletes. We're getting that some of our clubs and then we arrive for national duty and it's not the same. Mm. And I think that's why it's such a bigger challenge than just sacking a coach. It's about taking on the whole federation. And Spain did this in 2015 and some of those players never played for the country again. So trying to dismantle, like we know this from, you know, what's happened to other players over Mm. the years, like trying to dismantle a federation and get them to change in women's football, especially is almost an impossible job. So I don't know, are they just going to have to eventually just suck it up and come back and try and play for the world cup? I just don't know. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Guys, Unai Emery is back and he's got, a villa, yeah. he's got another villa in his name. He, he, yeah, he yeah. needs to have Villa. And it's something to do with Villa and Unai Emery's in the mix. But I, you know something? Mm. I, I do feel that Unai Emery is always coming back somewhere for me. I just feel like there's unfinished- He lurks in the shadows. He lurks unfinished in the business. shadows. It's unfinished <laughs> business because as much as, you know, when it was Arsenal, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. I don't know if I, if I wanted to see it enough. I don't know, but it wasn't happening quick enough for me to think, yes, Unai, I see. And then we obviously see him leave and go and do his stuff and, you know, come back and beat us and everything. But like, I know there's something about Unai, Villa's club, and if they can get it right, you see what they tried with Stevie. They tried. Some yes. reason, I feel for Stevie because I know him and you just want a player of that elite ability to be able to transform it into, transfer it into, into, into management. It's not quite happened again at the moment. Hopefully he will be able to do that. But I think, I think, Unai Emery has something about him 
where he can mm. go, he can go to a level. And Villa is it's a brilliant fit. club for it's that. It's about the fit. Yeah, you know what it is? The first response we had, I think, in the chat was, I hope the fit is right. Mm. Because as a style of football, you look at like him getting to the semis with Villarreal, mm. you know that he can manage a tournament really, really well. Mm. You know, he, he's won four Europa Leagues, to be honest. He should be, his, his credentials should be beyond mm. questioning. I yes. think the thing about Emery is there's a lot of, let me be very frank for a start, the whole joking about his accent and the xenophobia know, and all of that. Like, hell. I really wish that if he'd wound the clock back, he'd just have a translator for the first year. Mm. And just yeah, but then Moose, he was just trying to just learn himself. I know, he'll, see I, know. That. I thought that was pretty cool of him. No, I love. I thought it was very cool. It was a lot of the yeah. media that stirred up. It wasn't just fans on Twitter like well, making memes. It was Graceful. a lot of actual, like mm. you know, high-profile people, and that doesn't yeah. help the situation at all. Sorry to go off on one, but those are the same people. The same people mocking him are the same people that will come to a big European city and talk loudly at a waiter. Oh, and a member of staff, like a member of staff, whatever, like someone serving them, mm. and they'll talk loudly in English at them, like they're like they're clowns, even though the person they're talking to might speak four or five languages. Yes, yes. right. And the reason why the the Emery thing is so disgraceful is the gap between the perception of him and his abilities as a coach is so big. He's basically become a meme in the mm. UK, even though he's a, one of the the most brilliant tactical minds yeah. in European club football mm -hmm. of the last twenty years. Three straight what Europa leagues? We joke about mm. it, but three straight Europa leagues with Sevilla, right? And it was funny because I was watching in terms of his fit, the tactical fit. So the thing that makes me feel that he might be a good fit, I was watching um, some of the old coaches' voice stuff. And there's one where he is talking about the win by Sevilla over Liverpool and talking about how he uses um, right-footed wingers on the left side with the overlap. And I thought, oh, this is room for someone like a Coutinho. This is good for someone like a Bailey. Even the 4-2-3-1, the way that he's building around like yeah. the pivot mm. and the way that he uses Benega to come in and disrupt like the, the lines as a 10 for Sevilla. I was thinking, actually, as a Villa player, as a Villa player, watching that coach's voice, the way that Sevilla beat Liverpool as a blueprint, yeah. that actually translates very well to the Premier League. And there's a part of me that thinks, yes, it's a gamble, but I think that Emery, you know, that the Emery, the later era Emery, who basically swears at people that make fun of his accent, yeah. I'm like, oh, he's biting back a bit. If he kind of goes with that underdog mentality into Birmingham and takes that energy, I think it could be a real revelation. Yeah. Because I've never, one thing, I, the last thing I'll say actually, Flo, I've never seen fans so excited by an appointment as Villa fans were by the appointment of Emery. There's genuine I excitement, think they see, universal. Yeah, Moose, yeah. They, see, they see somebody who can, who can bring something. They see the, yeah. maybe the experience of him as something. That, a coup. Yeah. yeah, it's a coup. It's a, it yeah. is. They see that the fact that he's got the experience, he knows what he's doing. And like I think, I, I, like I think he's got un, unfinished business here. Um, yes. And not only on the football pitch, but like you're saying about the xenophobia and all the shit that comes with it, just to like silence these people, you mm. know, silence these people yes. just because it's, it's not fair. It's not fair to be speaking yeah. about him like this. You know what, Musa, I'm pleased that you, I, I didn't dig enough on social media last night to see the reaction from fans. It was so funny because when you messaged in the group, I thought it was like, oh, Emery might be going to Villa. And then literally after I read your message, 25 seconds later, the announcement was there. I was like, oh, he, he's actually like right now being announced. Yeah, wow. I think the concern for me, and this, mm. I am relieved that fans are excited. The concern for me is that the Gerard era had been really fucking boring. Mm. And that I think having experienced that a lot as a QPR fan, there is nothing worse than being bored. I think you will, ha you will happily watch a team go down in flames if they do it yeah. like with, you know, with a little bit of chaos, with a little bit of fun and it's still entertaining and they take risks and they might get rewarded for them sometimes. 
But I think the issue with Gerard's Villa, it was really, really boring. Mm. Um, and I think that was my concern is that going for a manager like Emery, which in my mind, and, and Musa, I think it's quite good because you've enlightened me a little bit there. In my mind, I never really perceived him as a very like progressive forward attacking yeah. manager. Mm. I always thought it yeah. was quite a negative possession, yeah. uh, you know, possession football and of a type where it's like the goal is to not lose rather than to try and win. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um and that is my concern with Villa is it's like, yes. it's not necessarily the wrong man for the job. It's the wrong time because they yes. need someone who is going to light up that place because they have been so bored for so long and they need a spark to reignite yeah, the fans love for that team. And that's why, that's my concern. No, I think that, um, cause this is what I'm saying about Emery at Arsenal. I couldn't see, I couldn't see that. It felt very defensive. It felt very over, not, can I say overcoached? It just felt like it wasn't flow. It didn't. It was rigid. Mm. Yes, it was rigid. that's what it is. And I don't know, maybe you, you have to hope that he's learned something like that because I, I think that, I feel, like I feel for Stevie, because when you watch them, I, I still didn't realise what, I didn't know what they were trying to do. They've got, they've got flair players. Look, look at Douglas Ruiz. We were trying to get him. That's how good he is. He's yeah. very good. You know, Bailey, you saw what, how good he is. You know, Buendia is, Something waiting to explode. He needs somebody to, to get him to just like, right, come here, look at me. You know, when someone grabs you by the shoulders, come here, look at me. You've got more and I want more. He's got something about him where he can get games by the, like the scruff of the neck and make your team win. He's got players there. And hopefully, hopefully Unai will, will, will use those players, those offensive mm. players and be because you always want to be solid at the back without a shadow of doubt, which he, he probably will be. But you've got to make your fucking forward players go forward with some love. But, and and that, but that's why the weekend was so good, right? It's because the shackles are off. Like, and, and that's what yeah. I'm worried about. He's going to be like, right, everyone, strap yourselves in. We're going to get the whiteboard out. Uh-oh. I worry about the lack of self-awareness of the Villa uh, management, the, 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 the corporate and the executive level. I worry about that because they brought Gerard in and it didn't work. And they backed Gerard, of course, financially fine. I get that. I respect all of that. My concern is, did they have a long enough period of reflection before going straight for Emery? Wow. They didn't sit and think, we got Gerard so wrong that, uh, that he didn't get his ideas across. We got this fit really wrong. They didn't stop and pause and go, let's let Danks have this for a few weeks yeah. and see what he can do. They didn't give him a chance to build that. That's my concern about all of this. This feels... Rush. I hope Emery's the right fit. Feels rushed, it feels yeah. too fast. Mm. And five and million, actually, it's not cheap to get him. That's not I cheap. Think, I think Perslow, I think Perslow needs to do, there needs to be more reflection there. You can't go and parade, ah, oh, Stephen Gerrard, here he is, here's the guy. And then they're like, okay, next yep. manager. It's like, hang on a minute. Mm. Where's, the, where's the performance review for you? Right? Mm. You're jumping straight to Emery. And like our first, my first reaction with Emery was, is it a good fit? I had to reassure myself it was a good fit by looking at his other tactical, his previous tactical stuff. Because I'd seen his Villarreal stuff. I wanted to dig a bit deeper into Sevilla, but Emery's not not been the best in the league. Have they gone for experience? I don't know. They've gone for, because they've like, gone for I, I, name and not fit. Right. They've gone for name and not fit is my worry. Yeah, I have that same concern. Wow, that's my fear because you look at the style of football they're playing. If Emery goes to like let's say Atleti after Simeone, I can understand that more obviously. Yeah, yeah. I can see that because okay, the times or um, I don't know Athletic Club or you know that but that type of profile of club where it's like okay. We will relinquish a certain amount of position and we'll, we'll be secure and we'll break and we'll counterpunch. But to take him to Villa, my first question was fit. And then, then I thought to myself, my second question was, what self-analysis has Perslow done to be like, 
if I got the fit wrong last time, how about I just let Danks watch? But I think what, the weird thing, the weird thing was, I think this was all agreed before Danks had them play against Brentford. And yes. now it's awful because yeah, now, it's so quick. now they're going to be like, oh my God, there's someone right here in the clubhouse. And he's not, he's not going to be there until the 1st of November. So he, that's going to be his first game in charge. So he's not even there this weekend. Yeah, that's, that, so they've that, got Jesus. another game. But that's something they've been looking at for a while, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. To, to move that quickly on Stevie. They, they, well, they had, they had, I think, Thomas Tuchel on the shortlist and Pochettino, Emery, and then one other I can't remember now. But Emery quickly became the favourite. And last night I was rereading an interview that The Athletic did with him uh, about when he rejected the Newcastle offer, right? And he talked about then, that he, he, it was an interview just before the quarterfinal uh, that Villarreal had in the Champions League. And it was about him, uh, why he turned down that offer. Mm. And he said, you know, I had, a, I had a job to do. I needed to see this project through. And I just really want to know what's changed now. What's changed now that he thinks now is the right time, whereas the Newcastle project wasn't? Because mm. um, he made it quite clear in that interview that it wasn't about you know, the, the, the concerns around the ownership and, and human rights in Saudi Arabia was nothing to do with that. It was just, oh, I need the Champions League project. I wanted to see that through. Mm. But yeah, I'm just really intrigued as why Emery's like, yeah, now I want to come back to the Premier League and I want to give it prove. another go. <clears throat> Point to prove. And falling stock. You've got to keep yeah, your stock high because absolutely. Emery, look, because you know what it is, league performance. Let's be really um, frank about this. Emery's league performances haven't been the best. It's like a kind of, you know, like Ancelotti got knocked for a long time for like being really good in cups and not yeah. in leagues. Yes. Mm. I think that um, Emery's an even more extreme example of that. And I think there's an element of like the Champions League luster after a full season where you're not fully at your best at Villarreal, you lose that luster. Mm. And people start seeing, ah, oh, he chanced it again. So basically Emery's like, I've got to move my stock as high. And I think there was, I mean, they can say, oh, it's not right for the Newcastle time. I think there was a bit of like heat and light around Newcastle. I think, I think managers swerved the Newcastle job because it was all a bit too there was chaotic. too much yeah it was too chaotic and now weirdly enough Eddie Howe's made the kind of job that you'd want to take as a manager if you don't have a problem with the other stuff yes um, but I think yeah Emery was I think Emery was being quite quite shrewd there mm. and let's be honest Villa with all the investment and the money they're putting into the club it's a great opportunity for a manager who's trying to like rebuild themselves yeah. in a country I hope for both of their sakes that it hasn't been jumped out of What's the jump out to the fire, into the fire? What am I saying right Jump the gun. Jump the gun. They haven't jumped the gun. Out of the frying pan, into the fire. It's a shotgun. It's a shotgun, it's a shotgun wedding. That's what it is. It's a shotgun, it's a shotgun wedding. It's a shotgun I, wedding. It's I'd love a, to have a crystal <laughs> ball and just shake it and be able to see where this ends no, up. Because just, I just, I'm so intrigued to see what happens. Can I just say quickly before we end on this? I don't know how Stevie Gerrard would have felt watching that first 16 minutes of football. Oh, God. But you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. He's going to end up back at Rangers because Van Bronckhorst has been on the ropes for a while yeah, now. What would be the point of him going Gerard's back Gerard's going to go back there yeah, because why? they love him. He's, it's easy, it's simple, it's comfortable. No, That's it's, where he's going. It's not, um, it doesn't make sense, Flo. It doesn't seem... Because if you're going to talk about a trajectory, then you'd have to say mm. from Rangers to Villa is a brilliant fucking move for me. Brilliant move yeah. to go to a club with Villa's stature and Villa's history and quality mm. and capabilities from Rangers was perfect. To, but then what does he back, do now? I, I don't know. What does he do you know, now? You, just, you, you wait. You wait. Because it's not like somebody's going to give him, a, somebody's going to give him another opportunity at some stage. So you mm. wait. You see which, what job. And all what happens now is like what's happened with Frank. 
the next job becomes more and more important to you. I have to get this one right. You just get more and more pressure with the next job. So that's all what's happening with Stevie, but he'll get one. And hopefully he'll have learned a lot from what's happened with Villa and the way people talk about how he handled the players and how it was, like you mentioned, boring football and how, you know, how the fans perceived him and how they didn't like the way he was. He's going he's gonna to have to look at all of that. He's not an idiot. He's going to have to look at all of that and find out, right, what did I do wrong? What can I do right? And then mm. go again. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, yeah. Hope it, I hope it works out for him because I do love Stevie G. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fulham man <laughs> Let the record show I'm wearing a QPR shirt uh, yeah, okay. so yes. <laughs> You'll see Flo's wearing a, a QPR shirt One day we might be able to speak about QPR like this Especially with the way that manager's working It might yes. happen Flo One day soon It might happen but in respects of Fulham For the first time And I can't remember how long And I'm going back to I don't know how many managers Four or five managers They are fun Fulham are fun right now the way they're playing, the way Silver's got them playing. You know, what they, seventh, 18 points. They're beating teams. Who have they beat? They've beaten Leeds, Forest, Villa, Brighton, Brentford, drawing with Liverpool. You know, I thought they were very unlucky. Um, mm. They're very unlucky in, in, what game did I watch them in where I thought that they should have done well? I thought they were unlucky against Newcastle. But the fact is, is that they now, with their front players and the way they play, are a very tough team. Can I say, Paulinha, yes, for Paulinha, me, what a player. is one of those players that, that they found outside the top six. If you had to do a, top, a t team outside the top six who could break into the top six players, mm. he's definitely one of them. And I think Anthony Robertson at left back is another one. But that Paulinha, I, can't, I cannot see him staying there for too much longer. I can't see it happening. The way they're playing, the way Great that they're player. closing teams down. And Harrison Reed. Harrison Reed. It's the way, the way Harrison they, Ford. Harrison Reed. <laughs> the way they're closing <laughs> teams down, the way those, the, the, the offensive players, Willian looks like he's got a new lease of life. You know, yes. the way they never they, thought I would see honestly, the day, I'm, genuinely. You know something? I'm very pleased for him, especially the way he checked out of Arsenal saying, listen, man, this isn't working. I don't want your money. Keep your money. That's I'm going to move on. Pure class. Left. A shitload of money on the table. And I'm not sure if on a lot of table. Arsenal fans know that. I hope they do. But the fact is, he's gone there. 
and he's found his love, his life and love and football and everything like at a Fulham side that's very enterprising. Yeah. They're very enterprising. I'm pleased for Fulham because I cannot remember the last time I've seen Fulham playing in a way where they're, they're not only entertaining, but there's a devil, there's a, a devilment about them where you think, oh my mm. gosh, you better be on it, man. Cause Fulham, I think they're going to beat teams. They're going to beat teams three and fours simply because they're going for it now. Yes. Simply because they're going I, for I, it now. I, I will, I, I do have to give them some credit as much as it pains me. I, I do need to give him some credit. And also because they've done this all with losing their best player, Carvalho, to Liverpool. Yeah, and when yeah. when that deal was done basically long before the, the championship season ended, I didn't see them having as much creative energy and goal going forward. And yes, there is a little bit of a still reliance on Mitrovic, but he's in such good form mm. at the moment. It doesn't really matter. Mm. Set pieces are so vital to the way they play. And when you've got someone like Mitrovic, Mitrovic of course you're going to do that because you're going to try and utilise one of your best assets. But they are more dynamic than that as well. And they break so well. They break like, you know, Conte wants to break with Tottenham, but sometimes it doesn't click. That's mm. kind of how Fulham hit teams on the break. Carl's done a really good piece about them in The Athletic yeah. just the other day because he was at their game against Leeds. And yeah, I, I think they're really exciting. What I would say, though, and it was the doubts that people had about them when they went up and, you know, they're still there now is that defence, that defensive mm. line is still pretty championship. And you're obviously seeing that with the amount of goals that they're conceding. 22. Um, 22. And they are very open. That's obviously, like you said, Ian, that's going to happen. But eventually you've got to find a good middle ground where you can still be solid enough and hard to break down. And I think that's the issue. I think they're still trying to... Maybe, maybe they're trying to... But with that... The reason why they're probably so energetic and so energised and so pressing from the front is to try and protect that back because they know. Like I said, with yeah. Fulham, you can see Fulham. Fulham will let go. Fulham will lose games 4-3. They'll lose or, or they'll win games 4-3. The way they're playing. Yeah. You know, and I think for, it's, it's, they're no longer a, a Frankenstein. They're not Frankenstein, just patchwork, bolted together. They, they, there's something happening now. And yes, they're basically I've, this year's Leeds, yes, aren't they? Yes. You know, like they're basically, yes. remember like when Louis Saha was such a key oh figure God. for them up front? You know? It's almost like it's Those a mix the, of. The Pizza Hut days. So it's a mix of Louis, it's a mix of that, you know, in the sense that it's like you've got Saha, for Saha then you have Mitrovic now. And for Bielsa's Leeds then you've got Mark. Shout out to Marco Silva, who really needed this. Talk he about did, a manager yes. that needed a yeah. bounce back, yes. right? He needed a glow up. And when yeah. they hired him, I was a bit like, oh, this is going to end in expensive tears. But they're cooking. <laughs> And actually, I've got to say this, there's something about the reason I draw the comparison with Leeds as well. Do you remember how when Leeds went to play against uh, Liverpool that time and they showed so much disrespect? Yes. The first game, first of, the game season, of the season, they lost 4-3. Yes. And that's at the tone. You see how disrespectful um, uh, Liverpool got, how much disrespect um, Liverpool got from Fulham, Fulham in the first yes. game, the two-all draw. And I remember thinking that will set the tone exactly. for the season for both. Exactly. And it has set the tone. I was shocked when I saw that game. With Flo Moose, they were the ones that made us realise that Liverpool's got a glass chin this yeah. season. That, and yeah. that was exactly, and that's the thing, it's yeah. exactly what Leeds did. Leeds came in with disrespect. And this, is, this needs to be the blueprint. When you come into the Premier League, right? Brentford did it with against Arsenal mm, that time. Oh gosh, yeah. You have to, your first game in the Premier League, has to say you something. have to be disrespectful. You have to say something. And You've also, got to walk up to the loudest clown in the bar and give it to them. That's it. <laughs> Just honk their nose. You have, uh -uh. Give, you have to give it to them. Yeah, listen. <laughs> also, Bert Leno's been tremendous to, yeah. for them. He's been really, yeah. really good. Like there was that game, uh, that Bournemouth game 
where he made like that triple save, I think, when he was basically like yeah. falling back yeah. into the goal, then kept another one out, then kept another one out. And like you say, they, they are probably you know going to lose with, quite a lot of games, yeah. but they're going to go down swinging. You know, the thing is, Fulham are probably, when you're, when you're in there, because they're trying to put as much space between them and 18th place and as, 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 as much space as they can, and they're just mm. going to go. Right, the thing what they're doing is like the teams what I mentioned, what they've beaten so far are the teams they have to beat. And, yes. yeah, and that's what's important. Yeah. And like we saw what they can do against Liverpool, we saw against Arsenal, we saw Larry against Spain, against Spain, against Spurs as well. They are in that mode where you, you don't want to play Fulham at the moment. No, 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 no. Especially there. You don't want to play them there. And even away from home, you don't want to play them. But that, like I say, Polina, unbelievable player. I don't think he's going to last too long there. But that Anthony Robertson as well. If Kukurea, and I'm not saying this disrespectfully to, towards Kukurea, can go for that money. And it's not nothing to do with the money. He's a good player, Kukurea, because he's somebody that when you watched him at Brighton, he, he, he stood out. he done things yes. where he stood exactly. out defensively yeah. and, and going forward. And, this, and when I watch Anthony Robertson against some of the top players, he stands out. When you see him against Zaha, against Salah, against any of the players, he's quick, yeah. he's strong, he gets forward. He's, he's, he's really robust. He's a very, very good player. Really good defender. Another one, I think, probably Fulham might lose. And Can I, go, yeah. on, go on, go on, miss. Yeah, the rebut, I want to say just to throw in this as well, there's players that Fulham can't lose. And it's also players who've had a bit of a, a renaissance. We've mentioned Willian, but also I think Andreas Pereira. That yeah. is a yeah. player who has really been through the mill. I think, what's it, Lazio, um, Flamengo, and they had a disastrous defeat yes. uh, that he was part of, who's contributed to and has never fully found himself. And he's still only 26. And for him to be thriving, it's like he's found his place. There's a little bit of pressure off. He's got Willian there, like a fellow Brazilian. Mm. You've got like some vibes there. And obviously Willian, like, we don't talk about Willian's love of London enough. Well, that's what, like, that's what this brought man needs to be investigated. This man needs to be investigated. This man <laughs> loves London too much. Um, so so I'm, I'm just like sort of thinking, it's really nice to have Pereira in the mix because, you know, it's so often that a player doesn't find his club and it feels like he's got his. So, yeah. You know, just on, and just like, on like I said, like, it's entertaining. Yeah. That's what the fans want. Mm. They just want to be entertained. Yeah. If, you, if you somehow drift into the relegation battle and it doesn't work out, you know, that, 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 that's going to happen. But at least you're going to go down with a fight and, and that's with, all fans want. the thing want. with Fulham fans is that when you play against Fulham, there's no nastiness. You go and pick up the ball. They don't, they don't shout shit and nastiness to you. They're lovely people. Yeah. You know, the Fulham people, I'm quite pleased with them. And you know what? We, we mentioned managers and needing a chance. And like you mentioned with Marco Silva, he needed this to work for him. And it's the per mm, for me, yeah. it was a perfect club to go to. And to, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like when, when you watch the Avengers, Steve Rogers, when he went into the chamber, that's, that's how they went in Fulham. And when they came out, yes. they're, Marco, they're Marco Silva when they came out the fucking chamber. They are now the fucking Captain Marvel. They've come out the chamber buff. That's what's happening. Can I say this? You say, but actually one thing about, we're talking about superheroes, the superhero rep that Marco Silva had in the early in his career mm. is very humble to take a job like the Fulham job, actually. Sometimes these jobs come along and you've got to take it because yeah. you've got to rebuild your brand. Yeah, well, He's doing true, that now. Yeah. He's true. doing that. Yeah. But one day soon, my friends, we, we will be talking about Mickey Beale because everybody Look wants at her that with man. QPR shirt you can't on. have my man. You can't have my man. You want him, but you can't have him. You can't have him. We honestly get down to Loftus Road and come Jolene. see some of this Jolene. sexy, sexy football. It's <laughs> all Jolene. All Jolene. <laughs> 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 okay, guys, it's flowers time. The recipient of the flowers this week is somebody that we're going to have to say, yes, yes, 
Kepa <laughs> Riza Bilaga. What a flow. <laughs> What a name, what a name. Listen, this is the thing. You have to be a great human with a name like that. You know something? You've got to go and do that. With a name like that, you've got to do something big. You've got to do something big with a name Can like I say that. with, yeah. with, with Kepa, um, again, somebody, especially with, what happened to him in that, in that final at Wembley with what Van Dyke done is the, mm. is the ultimate. That, that could have been, that finishes people. That probably mm. finishes you as, as a goalkeeper. I didn't feel, I think that Kepa's gone so, he fell so low that people actually forgotten him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yes, Mendy's got, he's got injured, lost form towards the end of last season, got injured and Kepa's come in and everybody's like, oh yeah, Kepa's in. It's only, when you watched him, even the other week against, um, against Villa, Villa last week, making those saves. And then you realise he's, he's, he's metamorphosis, man. The man's changed. He's yeah. gone from caterpillar to butterfly in what he's doing. The saves he's made. What people don't look at, and people never look at, they just think, oh, Kepa's back. Oh, he's playing brilliantly. Oh, well, that man from that time, from those times, you know what I mean? The amount of shit that he's taken up to this point, he's had yeah. to take that every single minute of every single day. He's had to think about that. He's had to go somewhere where a lot of people will not be able to go and come back from. I've seen players in bad form, nowhere near the team, not even a second goalkeeper, players, yeah. nowhere near the team looking like, there's no way back for me, especially when the goalkeeper who's in front of you is winning World Goalkeeper of the Year on Golden Gloves and yes. with the reputation he had. So what he's gone through from then to get himself in the team now and probably, you know, he, he probably won't, he wouldn't drop him even if Mendy's fit, is it's nothing less than miraculous in respects of his, his, his mental strength it's and incredible. how he's got himself. Yeah, because it's, goalkeepers can't do what strikers do. They can't go and score absolutely. a goal to redeem themselves. No, it's, it's magnificent. Even the other day I was thinking, I put it in the group. You know, you, you've, got, I've, you, you've gone, I've gone very nitpicky. I thought, mm, could he have gone with his right hand with the save? But he's been making great saves. He went with his left hand. He didn't quite get it and, the, and it went in against United. But in respects of him, the sweeper keeper coming out, reading the play, all that stuff. It's, he's always been good at that, but it's the saves now he's making. And it's the, mm. honestly, I think it's different for goalkeepers. Remember the Liverpool goalkeeper, Champions League final. Carrius, right? Well, maybe concussion right. actually, but still. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that Kepa fell to that, to those depths, because we're talking about a Champions League final, what he done. But like, you're still in a place as a player where you, you can't see, you can't see the light in the tunnel. Right. You know, so he's got to get flowers simply because of the way he's come back. And I, I've, like I said, I've seen players down and he's kept Just on the Carriers thing, to throw yes. this in, sorry, because there was a lot of talk about Carriers being concussed in that final. But yes. I think the real thing that was difficult for Carriers was the seasons after, because in the season after, um, in the preseason, really he made a really bad mistake in just the preseason match. They went viral because everyone memed it. And then the year after that, he never got back to his aura. So even though he recovered from whatever he'd suffered in the final, just to sort of mm. add that in because a lot of people, you know, don't talk about the concussion enough. Yes. But you're right, Ian, to bounce back oh, is God. just such a remarkable thing, especially when Mendy was so far ahead. But yeah. I think the thing about Kepa that's good for Potter's system, the way Potter wants to play, what's interesting with Potter is he is quite ruthless, right? Like Cucurella, he worked with him, mm. but he's got no favourites from the Brighton days, mm. right? He's very clear with that. And like he come, he's come into the club. Yes, Mendy has got the rep, but Kepa is playing the type of football that Potter will take, yeah. thinks will get him to the next level. Mm -hmm. And I kind of have to respect him for that, for giving players who are less fancied a chance. You know, that, that's mm. great coaching. I, I, I do hope for, for Potter's sake, as another Englishman, you know, he can continue to, 
to to just progress slowly yeah, with what yeah. he's doing because you know you speak to, you, you speak to people and they say yeah well let's see how he manages the egos in a bigger dressing room we're talking about somebody who's come from you know Osterstein what, what he was doing in Swansea he's learned this is what I'm saying about hopefully a Steven Gerrard and that can learn from the mistakes what you make like what he could have made at, at Rangers which was really tough for him because Rangers were seen as a top team in Scotland so you're having to win so even it kind of masks things. He's learnt, Potter. He's learnt. And he's got to the place where, like Chelsea, because he deserves to be there. And now we're talking about an elite coach with top players. So you can't, mm. really, you can't really see anything other than success for him because he doesn't seem phased at all by the level that he's now reached. He's not phased because he's got to a level where the players are now at the level where he's at. So we, yeah. so we should only see yeah great stuff from him so you know fair, again fair. I'm, I'm really pleased for him but I'm going to give Kepa flowers because I think that that journey is underestimated people don't realise what he's gone through to do that now obviously people are waiting to see if he makes a mistake and you know hopefully he doesn't but what he's done up to this point um, is, is, is fantastic and that's why I'm going to give him some flowers Love it. guys I'm going to have to say goodbye I'm in the country and I want to go back, baby. Yeah, I'm in the country and I'm I'm going to go and do some walking and thinking. I'm going to go and think because I, I was listening to Steve Harvey, just quickly, guys, listening to Steve Harvey talking about being happy to wake up in the morning. And I said, oh, fuck, you know, here we go. But then he, <laughs> then he started talking about it and about how happy you've got to be to wake up in the morning because a lot of people, unfortunately, will not mm. and grasp that day. And as much as I was trying to go, I, I, I was going, yeah, yeah, you're right. I should be happy. <laughs> And I am happy. Listen, can I just say look, that, 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 that joyful thing you feel every morning, yeah. that's what I feel every Monday when I see Ryan for Stadio see. every Thursday. Oh. I, can I just say quickly, I saw you guys with the, I saw you guys with the t-shirt, the shirts and that. It was amazing, Moose. Yeah, the oh shirts my goodness. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was really, and I saw you doing your behind the wall. You've done the behind the wall. <laughs> I was down behind the wall. Moose's <laughs> dreams come God. true. I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm trying to find, I'm just looking for joy. I'm looking for joy yeah. now. You know what I mean? I'm looking 100%. for joy. So that's where I am. So guys, thanks for coming. See you soon. I'll see you soon. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, thank you very much to Musa Kwonga and Flo Lloyd-Hughes. Thanks, like I said, thanks for listening. It's great to be back on my world tour. But I'm, I'm back. Everything's getting interesting in the Premier League. And got a World Cup around the corner. I'll see everybody soon. 